1: Welcome to the ramon foster show brought to you as always by our friends at the get-go cafe and market where they are serving hot fresh made-to-order food 24 7. hi moan hey dk back from the shadows <laughs> feeling great lewis <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, i have do. no i have no complaints whatsoever in fact i'm pumped up for a whole bunch of things this week, yeah. not least of which is that Steelers OTAs start tomorrow on the south side. I know that Steelers and OTAs is the kind of thing that for <laughs> players is kind of like cringy and whatever. But at the same time, man, for those of us who are observing the team and yeah. with everything that's going on right now mm-hmm. and quarterbacks, 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 it can't be any more exciting, can it?
0: No, it it can't, man. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of storylines surrounding this one. And like you said, you you got the marquee position. We're not talking about center. No, we're not talking about an outside linebacker that they always get on the Steelers defense. We're talking about the quarterback position over 20 years or at 20 years that we've never had to discuss this, DK. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: It feels so weird.
0: And, And can I say this, too? And a lot of people won't agree with what I'm going to say, but as far as overall pedigree and competition of it all, all very solid. All NFL quarterbacks. I know Mitch has had the roundabout. No Mason's had his opportunity, but they'll all be on an NFL roster is what I'm saying. And not just that they can play and have played except for Kenny.
1: Well, let's get to that because I, I know that there's a, there's a feeling that, Mitch Trubisky is going to be like kind of the default guy. Do you know what I mean? Like there has to be a default, you know, you don't ever enter any competition at any position without presuming, okay, this it's not, it's not totally 50, 50, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Right. It's not Um, with that. Oh, and that's the good part about OTAs, although we shouldn't read into all of it, but the answers as far as what we don't know, we will we will see on the NFL level. We know it at pick. Kenny Pickett was a guy that was able to thread the needle so much so that he and his wide receiver, who's now at USC, um, had a phenomenal season, had the best wide receiver in all of college football, according to the award. Am I correct on that?
1: Yeah, Bolletnikov. Yep, the Jordan Bletnikoff.
0: Addison. Yep, he's 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 gotten that, and Kenny went number. He went. He was a first round draft pick, uh, uh, a Heisman finalist, all of those things. Kenny has done a lot of those things, but has he done it on the NFL level? No. We'll figure out at least as far as OTAs goes. Is he able to make those passes that he was doing in college? And this is the other side of it too. How frustrated will he get? If that defense, which is always good in OTAs, because it's easier to install a defense than it is an offense in springtime ball. And you got some veteran guys on the back back end of this thing. And I'll say this, too, as far as the, 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 the defensive coordinator, he's not going to take it easy. If you get an opportunity to get the franchise quarterback, you knock them down early. So Kenny Pickett is gonna have his foot to the flames very soon in the OTAs.
1: Okay, well, hang on a second. Just to clarify, because I know what you mean, but everybody else might not. You're not knocking down quarterbacks in OTAs. It's, so that's not what Ramon means. No, 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 no. <laughs> he he means knocking man. them down mentally.
0: And mentally. he means
1: Yeah. And when he mean, when he's talking about the defense, he's talking about guys are, are free to perform aggressively in coverage, which they are, uh, the best battles, arguably the only battles that take place on an OTA field are between wide receivers and the people covering them. And as a result, the quarterback feels a little bit more pressure to maybe really, really thread that needle or to Mm -hmm. just put the right, Timing and touch on that deep ball, especially the deep ball. Though, am I right, Ramon? Yes,
0: and and I'll say this: it's the other side of so going across the middle, making those passes across the middle. Well, they'll drop an athletic defensive lineman where you'll have TJ in coverage, where you'll have a guy like Alex Highsmith that's able to get in and cover your tight end on his side of the field. So the the, the complex side of defenses is what I'm saying as far as being able to knock Kenny down is it when he gets his reps. And again, it's no harm, no foul at this time of the year, but you are going to get dogged when it comes down to, hey, let's light him up today, y'all. And you know who's, uh, who's number one suspect as far as trying to light Kenny pick it up? Uh, coach Tomlin.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the head coach loves to see it.
0: He loves to see the guy get frustrated because if you can do well against this stiller defense, which has been top 10, top 5 for the last 10 years or more, then you got something. You're not gonna see more from other teams than you're gonna see from your own defense. So if I can break you down to build you up in-house, then you've seen it done, DK. It's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. So realistically, though, there isn't that much. I know one of the things that happens, like and for tomorrow's show, like I'm going to OTA's tomorrow when they open. And yeah. I'll come straight here and do the show with you here. So we'll have fresh information and we'll have this and that. And what we what we won't have is or at least, not a lot of it is who looked good out there.
0: <laughs> Am I right? No, we won't do that because I've seen guys, uh, and that could be that, that, that. We'll discuss that tomorrow, somewhat on uh, on here. The guys that look all whirl in the springtime and don't show up in camp—that's a guy that I'm not a fan of. Okay, um, but to to Kenny though, Kenny Pickett, him being the one is the, the big magnifying glass is on. Um, the other side of what he's going to realize two guys are just athletically faster. TJ running you down isn't everything a kid is is from Duke everything you know is I'm faster
1: everything is. is, is and and uh, people who compare college football to the NFL like it, casually like oh yeah but he did this and this in college it doesn't matter now now does. hit it on fast forward.
0: Yeah and, and that's what he's going to have to deal with, too. Some of that escapability that he's displayed while at Pitt, and it looked really good, and it will help him when he figure out how to use it. But that's going to be a part to where, uh, and you say, you know, there's no real battles, but it does get lightly physical against the offensive line and defensive line. When he gets flushed out of the pocket and he's trying to break to the sideline and he's got an outside linebacker just as fat, no, faster than he is, we're going to see what his pressure is like, him being able to throw under pressure. Or does he just tuck it to the sideline and run? And that in itself is a health risk also, DK.
1: Well, what I'm most interested in seeing, not just from Kenny Pickett, but from all of the quarterbacks is how they handle, but especially Pickett, because he's coming in from college, the difference between a receiver being college open oh. and NFL open. And you know what I'm talking about, because mm-hmm. you have to develop that trust with your wide receiver that look, Even if he's only this much open, if he's a really good receiver, he's going to find a way to make a play on that football if you put it in a certain spot. But you have to develop that trust Mm -hmm. as a quarterback, not just in that receiver, but also in yourself to let that football go. And, And
0: DK, this is before they even kick off tomorrow. This is a very unique situation that these three guys are going into these quarterbacks because... You got Mitch, who was signed, and it was national news when he got signed. You got Mason Rudolph, who's a vet, who's also on a second deal already also. And now you got the first-round draft pick and Kenny Pickett. The rep distribution isn't like you're talking to a known backup. Mason has aspirations to be a starter or to be – hey, guys you can count on in this league. Mr. Trubisky's on the second goal around, third goal around, technically, as far as trying to be a starter in this league. And then you got the young Thundercat and Kenny Pickett. The rep distribution, I know we won't make a big fuss about it, but can you imagine the look on oh, Mason's face? I will. When he's off to the side and he's only getting the
1: two reps. <laughs> I, I will make a very big deal of this from so can own. <laughs> the,
0: the reps in OTAs can go five, three, two. Uh-huh. Can you imagine
1: Mason getting two? What they won't be is four, four, four. Take that to the bank. When we come back, let's talk specifically about Mitch Trubisky. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Mitch Trubisky as default starter. What is your default position on this, Moan? I think it's appropriate. Why is that?
0: Because he's the steady Eddie of the three, I think. Um, higher draft pick than neither one of them. Most experienced, if I'm not mistaken, as far as this league goes. And um, oh, By far. By far. By far. So, so it, it makes sense to put him ahead of. It. And I think... His maturity moving forward since being released and now he's, you know, went to the Bills and saw what winning looked like. He got a sense of stability in Buffalo. And I think just the appreciation of Ben in Pittsburgh now, it makes sense to put him there. Uh, And also, you don't want a rookie following Ben's footsteps. Me personally. Can can Kenny Pickett be a day one starter? He could, but I'd rather ease him into that, DK, just being completely honest. So to me, it makes sense for Mr. trubisky to be QB one at the start of the regular season going into also. And I know we spoke about this going into Cincinnati on the road like you need to ingest that before diving in at that
1: position. Yeah, I, I really feel like the beginning of the season to what you're saying is going to be the determining factor here. Yeah. Uh, This head coach isn't exactly gifted with the temperament to say, let's just see how it goes in the first few games. Mm -hmm. All he's thinking about is what you just mentioned, which is going into Paul Brown stadium. Okay. And, He's going to take the quarterback that gives him the best chance to win in Paul Brown Stadium. Anybody who thinks the Steelers can ever adopt this pure rebuilding mindset is out of their minds. Okay, it's <laughs> no just doubt. it's just, it's not going to happen. Okay, oh. so you're going to see him take, I believe, Mitch Trubisky in that setting. But I think there's something else here too, Moan. Mitch is 27 years old. Yeah, and it's not like he's topped out either. No. So why would you bury him before you've ever even had a chance to see him when you can just conveniently kind of place the other guy? It's a little bit of a st- a holding pattern.
0: Yeah, no doubt. You got a guy in Russell Wilson just to you know uh, dr- drive off the path a little bit and say he feel like he can play for another ten years, and he's thirty two. We we got a guy in Mr. Biscay is twenty seven. Technically, he's just getting started as far as an NFL quarterback goes. And and like you said, the the hostility of what these first four weeks of the season is going to be. Cincinnati's defense is pretty good last year. At New England, you know they can't wait to pick apart a young guy. At Cleveland, they just sound Jadavian Clowney over this past weekend. And then you got the Jets, and they have a really good defensive line, too. And then at Buffalo, that makes no sense at all to put a young quarterback out there, and what you can ruin them. You mess around, and you have yourself a Trevor Lawrence. You know, like, as far as putting Oh, you did you just bury
1: there? Trevor Lawrence? Did you just bury him after one year in Jacksonville? Did you I'm, just do that?
0: I'm not burying him. I, I'm, like what it. I'm saying is he has some struggles and trying to figure out the NFL, trying to figure out, and I'll say this. I think Trevor Lawrence, if they manage him right, is going to be damn
1: good. Mm-hmm, he But will. can
0: Jacksonville turn the page?
1: Yeah, that's you, a good that's a harder question to answer. <laughs>
0: That's just like Jeopardy final question, right there. Okay, um, but but you don't want a young guy getting shell shocked too soon, i.e. Uh, Justin Fields. Like you find yourself finally in a backup role, and we're speaking about Justin Fields, and here we are looking at Mr. Trubisky that went through the same exact thing in Chicago. You don't want that. And then you have to reset. I think it's best to curate Kenny Pickett as much as they can moving forward. Put him in some bad situations in practice. Force the defense to get on his head. Force, honestly, guys like Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph to not bully him, but just a young guy, you need to catch up really fast. You know, like that's where I'm at with him. I don't want to see him. In the first four or five weeks of the season, if it comes down to him, you know, being on the whim of starting, it's not necessary.
1: Here's the thing. They can't keep this a secret. Like they're going to know they're going to show you what it is that they're thinking as it relates to the quarterback because of the rep counts. There's just no way to evenly split reps in a football practice session unless you do weird things. And I just don't know that it's worth it because what's the point in the, in, in in secrecy or subterfuge here either. You know what I mean?
0: And this is the thing too, as far as the rep count goes, if he's not getting the most reps, then how is he going to get prepared? Well, that's
1: yeah. That's the other part. Your priority, like we just said, is winning in Paul Brown stadium and and beating the Patriots and, and beating the bills. You've got to have reps to do that. And you've got to have first team reps to do that.
0: Yep. And and that's that's the point of it all, is is watching this unfold, man. I'm wishing the best for whoever wins it. I do think it's between right now, Mason and 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 Mitch as far as QB1 goes. Um and, and Kenny, you'd hope this. You, you never call Mason
1: out. You never out. I never Mason do, out. man. And Why I'll is say this. It's just cause you like him.
0: No, it ain't even the like aspect of it. I like his drive to win. He okay. has that. He, he legitimately has, has a drive to win. He didn't walk into there saying, I've seen numerous guys walk in as a fourth rounder, third rounder, later round quarterback, and say, back up, back up. Now, the way Mason has carried himself from day one, from my locker bin two away from his, the conversations that we'd have, the way he approached his His notebook, the way he approached practice time, the way he approached trying to get his technique right as far as throwing, the way he approached scouting team when he had to run scout team was just different. He's not trying to be a backup guy. And because of that, I'll never count him out. Now, will he end up being one? Possibly. But that's not his end goal. If you give him the keys to the car, he's going to take off and he's only driving 93 premium, okay? (laughs) Like that's what he is. So I'm I'm not gonna count him out. And I'll say this: he's probably doing all of that to simply probably get traded away at some point.
1: Whatever it takes, man. You know, if the if the ambition is to be an NFL starting quarterback, sometimes, especially at that position, you do have to angle for a way out. And you know, he's going to have put it this way: when he gets to preseason, yeah, he's going to have a lot of snaps. You're gonna see him. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll start him in Seattle. I'll start him in Charlotte.
1: Oh boy, here we go. Panthers. That's where I'm
0: at. I take him over taking Carson Wentz.
1: What about Cleveland?
0: Cleveland? Well, they got Deshaun. I don't I don't know. No, 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 not The helmet helmet gate. We can't do that one. Not in Cleveland. Um, but there are some teams that got some less than guys. I put him in front of Zach Wilson in New York right now.
1: There we go. See, Mason's gonna find work. It just might not be here in Pittsburgh. When we come back, it's the Moon segment. back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for our Hey Moan segment. And today's comes from Sheldon Holsopple who asks, Hey Moan, pregame ritual or meal? Something that you would do habitually before a game. And I'm, I'm going to add into that. Was it different whether it was a night game or a day game?
0: Ah, yeah. Pregame ritual. Mine it always did no matter what was. uh I put right on at first. Like right stock right pant leg, right shoulder, uh, <laughs> shoulder pass. It was always that, man. Um, always when my mom passed, I always taped up and I wrote, you know, her death date and IRP mom on all of my gloves. Some people have gotten my gloves too, by the way. I don't know how they got them, but I've uh, I've seen it. Only way to tell them they're mine is you'll see me. I've written something on my gloves. Um, another ritual as far as food goes, breakfast. I was mostly eggs cuz of protein like I get an omelet some toast or something like that is what I always did because eggs aren't super heavy get them in get them out I wouldn't ne- I was never like a steak guy you know what I'm saying even though I remember being younger and watching I guess when the NFL first started doing like the behind the scenes and it was Deion Sanders at his house when he was playing for the Cowboys and he eat good, feel good, play good and whatever it was he was saying, but he was eating like steak before the game. And no way I could do that because it just holds on yeah, to that's, you, that's, man. That's,
1: yeah, it sticks to the ribs.
0: It does. But I needed something where I could just, okay, I've eaten, I'm 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 fed well, but I don't need to be full. And that's just where I was. And um, another thing is in every competition that I did was um, anytime the game was about to start, I'd use the restroom like like maybe eight times before the game. I'm talking about just just go, go, go. And I do the same thing now when I work out like I just got to I don't know what nervous. ticket is great. This is the content
1: people come here for, <laughs>
0: No, like, but it wasn't just me. I'm telling you stadium restrooms and locker rooms are very are well, busy
1: before the game.
0: They're built well. Okay. Cause guys out of just always using the restroom beforehand. It's gotta be the nerves DK. It has to be.
1: <laughs> well, at, at my pathetic little amateur level of, uh, huh. of sports participation, I also was very, very active in the yeah. restroom beforehand. And I think it's just, I mean, I think it's just that. It's just, it's nerves. It's you know, nerves. You're, you're all wound up. You know? I, I
0: like to know as, as fans, do y'all use the restroom a lot, like before the kickoff of the game? Like the nerves of it? Like I'm talking about eight, ten times before kickoff. I'm in the restroom.
1: You know, I think they're using them for different reasons because they've been out on those parking lots for about six, seven hours um, <laughs> twirling pigs and chugging brew. And uh, <laughs> no like doubt. they have to take care of business before they get in there for kickoff and try to remember who the Steelers are playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> no doubt.
0: But you you said you're just going to ask me uh, later games. Later games, I try to be done eating. And I'd have like a regular morning breakfast or something. I'd probably have a bigger breakfast, light lunch, and then I'd get something at the stadium. So I'd have, you know, like a bigger breakfast in the morning, might have a sandwich or so or something left over from the night before. Um, and then I'd get something light before kickoff was. And it'd be usually fluids, Gatorades, water. Stuff like that, just to keep me going. The the uh the bars that we would have in the locker room—bananas, apples—like it'd be that before kickoff. You don't want to feel just like like you about to throw up on the field before the first snap of the game, man. It's it's very finicky, on on you know picking and choosing what you're gonna eat, man. Um,
1: what did Lawrence Timmons eat? You know why I'm asking. (laughs) I suppose we all should know what LT ate before games, right? Because he would put it all on display.
0: That heat (laughs) used to get the LT, which is crazy because he's from South Carolina. Like, you've been in the heat your entire life. But I remember watching...
1: You think it was heat? It was. I think he it, was just yeah. so stoked. <laughs> he was. He was out
0: of there. Is what he was. Man. He could.
1: He could send that vomit
0: projectile.
1: Projectile. Like it would. It it would get a first down. Oh, like what you need right behind LT is you needed like Chase Claypool going. First down. You
0: see the <laughs> chase Claypool? We're back at it.
1: <laughs> it
0: was often um we had a guy, I forget who it was, every single game threw up before practice. Uh I had to figure out who it was in a little bit because we were laughing like every game I was like, yeah, every game. I never did that though.
1: Yeah, that's weird. That's but you weird. know, yeah, there's there's a lot of athletes that do it. I know it NHL is. NHL goaltenders vomit like crazy.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I wouldn't be
1: able to put my mouthpiece in. Yeah, but then they have the mask. So at least oh, like. Screw that. Yeah. What a pleasant subject this has been. None at all, by the way, what our man asked about. <laughs> we end up with LT's puke. I gave, him the, I gave it to him. That's all it was. All right, man. Let's do it again tomorrow when we have OTAs to talk about as opposed to this stuff. I'm with it, man. Let's do it. All right.